just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. And we've got a great show for you ahead. We've got Ted Nisi uh, joining us at 8 o'clock. But first, we're joined by uh, Politico Massachusetts playbook author Lisa Kaczynski. Hey, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So um, you uh, reported last night that um, the Lawyers uh, for Civil Rights has filed a lawsuit um, against uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. Can you um, t uh, tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so Lawyers for Civil Rights is representing um, a few dozen of the roughly 50 migrants who Governor Ron DeSantis had flown to Martha's Vineyard last week. In the lawsuit they filed, federal class action lawsuit, um, they are basically accusing the Republican Florida governor of orchestrating a, quote, premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme, end quote, to fly these migrants from San Antonio, Texas, to Martha's Vineyard. Um, they're alleging that, um, you know, in doing this, the DeSantis and other state officials and um, you know, people who may have helped them with this have violated migrants' constitutional rights, um, you know, by potentially coercing uh, these people onto planes through what they say are false promises and misrepresentations, um, among other things. And they're also trying to stop, um, get a court to stop DeSantis from doing this again. We're speaking with Lisa Kaczynski of Politico. Actually, the, there were some specific things, I think, in that reporting. Um, did they offer $10 McDonald's cards uh, to the migrants? Yes, that was one of the things that they um, offered people. They also put them up in hotels for a few days um, before the flight to Martha's Vineyard. Um, and, yeah, that was all kind of part of the things that they were offered, as well as they were allegedly told that there would be housing opportunities, um, educational opportunities, and help with immigration waiting for them in Massachusetts. So, Lisa, are they trying to get the, the court to block DeSantis from flying anymore to the vineyard specifically or to Massachusetts, or what are they? what's their goal there? I think their goal in general is to just stop DeSantis from doing this again. I'm honestly not sure if it's specifically to Massachusetts or Martha's Vineyard, um, you know, they haven't filed actually for a preliminary injunction or anything like that yet um, to put an immediate stop to it. This was just part of, you know, a larger, um, the larger lawsuit. So um, what's, uh, uh, you said that in the report, there's like a, you said there's a 35 page complaint. Uh, it has more detailed accounting of how exactly they were fraudulently induced um they what did uh they they had did mention the people who were recruiting uh recruiting on DeSantis's behalf specifically and said that they were you know basically going out of their way patrolling the streets of san antonio trying to find migrants to get on this plane yeah they're alleging um that they were kind of around the streets outside of a shelter where uh, some of these migrants were staying in San Antonio after they had already surrendered to federal, um, you know, immigration or border officials, um, it, you know, had been processed, had been released, and then 
went to San Antonio, had stayed in shelter, um, and were trying to move on from that. Um, and that's where, uh, you know, the lawsuit says that people working for DeSantis were, you know, were on the streets, um, you know, near a shelter and other locations um, and offering things like, as you said, the $10 gift cards, free hotels, et cetera. So we're speaking with Lisa Kaczynski, um, author of the playbook from Politico, Massachusetts Playbook. Um, Lisa, what is... What do you predict? What do you see as the fallout here locally, politically, right? There's been a lot of people getting um, good publicity on this, but that's going to fade away. How do you think this is going to impact question four, if at all? Um, It might motivate people on both sides of it, really. I mean, this brings home the immigration debate even more than it already was through question four. Um, You know, the ramifications of this for let's say, the governor's race or the federal races that we have here, um, you know, with the congressional delegation, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact. You've seen Democrats yeah. kind of trying to, um, you know, while, while they're not engaged in finger pointing, I should say, they're kind of actually following Governor Charlie Baker's lead on that a little bit, mm-hmm. whereas you see politicians in other states really trying to pick fights with each other over this. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is just another thing that puts immigration at the forefront in this election and could have an impact on question four, but it, you know, it's pretty unclear while all this is happening, <laughs> which way that impact will go. I agree with you there. So we're speaking with Lisa Kaczynski, off, uh, author of um, the Political Massachusetts Playbook. What has DeSantis' reaction been to the, to the, to the lawsuit or to, to the, um, you know, Matt, the delegation and uh, the Massachusetts officials' uh, criticism uh, of him? You know, he's kind of, um, I don't want to say shrugged it off, but, you know, basically he and Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who has been busing migrants to blue cities for months now. Um, you know, they have really said that this is to point out what they're doing is to point out the flaws in the current immigration system under the Biden administration and the burdens that it's placing on their states, border states. And he basically, um, you know, through his communications director, Ron DeSantis has said, like, these migrants, you know, in his words, were homeless, were hungry, were abandoned. You know, we're giving them better opportunity in Massachusetts by sending them to these, quote, sanctuary states, which Massachusetts is actually not a sanctuary state. Um, There are sanctuary cities here, but uh, the state itself is not a sanctuary state. Um, So he's kind of just deflecting it that way. And, of course, there are political points to be had, (laughs) you know, one way or the other with this. So uh, there was a, a county sheriff, uh, it's in your reporting, a county sheriff said that he's uh, going to investigate um, this uh, entire operation, um, but he can't cite one specific law. Um, and Rachel Rollins said uh, is that she's looking, you know, she's asking the DOJ to look into it, but a lot of this um, seems just like posturing. It, it seems it seems improbable that a sitting governor would be criminally charged with with anything, right? I think that there are a lot of unknowns. Um, I am not a legal expert, so I can't answer that question. But um, there are a lot of unknowns about the situation. I mean, we just saw the consent form for the first time yesterday um, that these migrants signed. There will be questions about the legality of that. You know, for instance, um, Massachusetts is listed as the final destination in the English portion of the form, but it's not there in the Spanish translation. 
Um, and again, these are questions that I, I am not a legal expert. Right. Um, you would have to talk to them for that. But um, yeah, there, I think that there's a lot that still needs to be investigating. I wouldn't just chalk it up to political posturing yet. Um, I think that there, the, what DeSantis did is a lot less clear than what Greg Abbott um, in Texas, for instance, has been doing for several months now that, you know, has a consent form, has a pattern to it. Uh, that type of thing. So, Lisa, we, we had um, a Congressman Bill Keating on last week on Friday. Uh, Monday. I'm sorry, Monday, yeah. yeah. That's right, it was Monday. To discuss... <laughs> the days know, blend together. Right, yeah. to discuss this. And he had told us he had just come out of a meeting with Senator Warren from Virginia and Senator Coons uh, from uh, Delaware. Delaware. And um, to talk about maybe there's some things they can do together. To, you know, those are more moderate guys uh, in the, on, the, on the Democrat side. And maybe there's some more moderate people on the Republican side. They're, among the issues they talked about were immigration. Is there something we can do? So is there, am I Pollyannish to say, Marcus thinks I am, to think that something good may come out of this fraternity stunt that DeSantis pulled? I mean, that's certainly what Governor Charlie Baker is hoping. Um, you know, he has been pushing for immigration reform. And he kind of said um, earlier this week that that could be pretty much the only positive <laughs> that could come right. out of um, what Ron DeSantis did. Um, you know, there are people on all sides of the political spectrum who have issues with the current immigration system. And this is something, you know, for better or for worse, that is putting it at the forefront of the conversation. So... Maybe change could come. We all know that change is hard um, right. <laughs> in politics. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's still very early stages. And, yes, while, while Greg Abbott has been busing migrants across the country for months at this point out of Texas, it didn't really seem to catch this much national attention until Ron DeSantis flew migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Um, so I think that there's still a lot to be seen about how this will develop from a policy level, from a legal perspective as well. Uh, so we're speaking with Lisa Kaczynski, a Politico uh, author of the Massachusetts Playbook. I do want to take it um, uh just to um, a, a bit off this, but still on topic, uh, I saw you tweet out uh, because a lot of the issues that are, are, are uh, discussed around being able to facilitate, uh, you know, migrants or refugees or asylees um, is the uh, the shortage of hou housing in the Commonwealth and really anywhere across the country. But the Healy Driscoll ticket came out today and issued a, uh, a plan to address that. Um, can you tell us about that? Uh, let me just pull it up again. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Um, it, you know, it's it's a pretty lengthy plan. Um, it, some of it she has said before. Um, you know, she would want to create a secretary of housing, um, you know, which would be like a new cabinet level position that would kind of coordinate affordable housing and housing policy across the state. She again expressed openness to localities that might want to pursue rent control, which of course, faces an uphill battle on Beacon Hill because it's banned. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk of other things to do in, you know, increasing opportunities for first-time home ownership, also increasing um, and expanding access to rental assistance beyond, you know, rent stabilization. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of ideas. Um, and talking to some folks today, they've said that they'd like to, you know, they'll kind of wait to pass judgment on this until... Um, you know, some specific policies are actually written out and not just bullet points. Uh, Lisa Kaczynski, author of Massachusetts Political Playbook. Thanks for joining us. Before I let you go, where can people go 
uh, to learn more about or uh, read more of the work you're doing and uh, the name of your, uh, I think, pretty great uh, podcast on Massachusetts politics. Yes, I co-host uh, The Horse Race, um, which you can find on SoundCloud um, and on Apple, um, where you can listen to podcasts through that. And I am the author of The Massachusetts Playbook, which you can find by um, going to politico.com slash Massachusetts Playbook or just Googling Politico Massachusetts Playbook. You can type in your email and it will appear in your inbox um, five weekday mornings. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Thanks, Appreciate Lisa. it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. That was Lisa Kaczynski, author of Massachusetts Political Playbook. I think really a must-have uh, if you want to follow, if you want to um, uh, competently follow politics right. in the Commonwealth, really, because it, it does a great job of encapsulating all the stories from, you know, I always say from P-Town to Pittsfields. Right. right. Like, she does a really good job. You will you will know everything that's going on uh, maybe a week before a lot of people. And sometimes I'm in there, too. So you if you want to just look out for me. Yep. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus, and uh, he's Chris. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm, I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. That was Lisa Kaczynski of Politico, uh, Massachusetts Playbook. Again, it just does a great job. No, I think um, she does a really good job. She's got a lot of knowledge, Mark. And I like the horse race, and you should listen to it after you listen to us. So if you if you listen to us live, then you can listen to the horse race or whatever you want. If you listen to us on the podcast, listen to all three of our episodes, then you listen to the horse race after. See, <laughs> so, but there's the recipe for this. Yeah, but it's no, it is. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. Pro, it's a good podcast because it's the stuff that you know. It's it's kind of it's like the stuff that we're doing. It's a local product that you can't get anywhere else. So, Marcus, speaking of local product, we had the uh, Tim had the mayor on today, mm-hmm. and mayor said a few things. Yeah. Um, I always enjoy Mayor uh, Mitchell, John Mitchell. Um, I, you know what I like is is that he makes he makes the availability uh, a part of his week, yep. a part of his a part of his weekly um, regimen. It's very important. Um, it is important. The um, I actually think that goes back to Rosemary Tierney. Really, I believe so, um, and uh, and carried all the way through. I know Scott Lang did it. Uh, Fred Kalis did it. Yeah. So so it's um, and again and again they're very busy. So sometimes it's not. Right, obviously, something they can do, but but John Mitchell's been very consistent with it, mm-hmm. and um, and he makes time even when he goes on Tim's, he comes on our show. He makes time to go on Barry's show. He understands the important points of local media. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the um, so I thought I thought he said some interesting things today. Um, Tim asked him about the illegal aliens, the migrants, whatever you want to call. Well, them. so well, so well, he, he made that point today that if you're seeking asylum, then you then you have papers and you're not here illegally. Right, and so the um, the point was, I was confused as to what he said. The city of New Bedford was in a position to do, yeah. Because um, Hugh Dunn came out and said, "Look, I think we can do schooling, yeah. possibly remote and schooling." Said, uh, and I, I know this is a thing he does. Like, oh, I didn't see what Hugh Dunn said. I right. don't believe that. No, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. You got it. You got a posture. The reality of it is, is that we had a news story about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if if John didn't hear the news his staff did yeah no i know it's, right it's just the idea he didn't know that hugh meant made that step that step forward um i think was um i'll just leave it at that right i think we'll just yeah we'll just say we find that to be um a misinformed position right? yes yeah 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 that um no he was just posturing like oh i didn't hear i get it right i get it he doesn't want to comment on what hugh already said i get it yes but did he say um, 
that he was interested in possibly housing them. Yeah, he said that, um, I mean, Tim asked him, is your hand up? Right. Right. Are you saying, let's do it? And he said he's had, con- I think he, he dialed that back a little bit and said there's been conversations had. Right. Basically. Because, look, I always gave him a lot of points. I thought it was real leadership when he stepped up on the Afghani refugees. Yes. I really yeah. did. Um, I remember it was, um, I was actually really sick at the time in the hospital. Yeah. And I, and I had a, I, I called into Phil's show and talked about it because I thought that the mayor deserved support. And I knew, I knew it's not always a popular position right. to take in refugees, but I, I did think the Afghans were a specific case and um, they helped us with the Soviets. And I thought that um, he was doing the right thing there. And, and again, I think a Venezuelan refugee, generally speaking, would have a much easier time matriculating into the, into Greater New Bedford than someone from Afghan, yeah, of course, Afghanistan, yeah. right? I just think that that's pretty obvious. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, there's a there's a rich, there's a there's a really um, the Hispanic community has a strong foothold in New Bedford, right? Yeah. And and um, the language is not that far off, right? Yeah. And you you can find a lot of people that speak some hybrid of English and, and Spanish. You can make it work, mm-hmm. right? You can make it work. We have um, the Immigrant Assistance Center. We have all that, and of course. They're primarily Hispanic and Portuguese focused. Yeah, which would make sense because of our hemisphere, right? Right. But they, you know, but they were able to do work on the Afghan stuff. So I did think that that John is, um, as you said, he has his hand up. Right? Yes, he has his hand up. Um, so we'll see where that goes from there. Um, the uh, the other thing too, Marcus, when we had the congressman on, that's why I had to bring it up to Lisa. Is I did think that that um, Congressman Keating was really in a forward position on this, uh-huh. right? He was not, and, and maybe that's because he's not an open border, let everyone come. He's more of a moderate, pro-business Democrat who recognizes we need immigration um, wherever it may come from. Yeah. And that it needs to be controlled, though. It's a coalition called in, in Congress, the uh, New Democrat Coalition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, when he was referencing the Chamber of Commerce, I thought... <laughs> Yeah, of course the chamber wants them. Yeah, because that'll crush wages. I mean, that's why they want them. the the big The big push by business for illegal aliens to come into the country, so they'll compete with Americans for work and under work conditions. I watched it happen. On but the aren't they paying? They, aren't they paying them on on depressed wages anyway? I. What do you mean? Aren't they paying them lower wages anyway? Isn't that already happening? Because they're not, uh, they're, they're not legally entered into the job market necessarily. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, no, no. Believe me, they. I I always wonder if we if we suddenly legalized all of these people who are here illegally to work and yeah. gave them all the rights of American workers, how many of them would now become unemployable? You, you know, you know what the you know what's interesting. Um, I. I got this uh, sent to me. It was from the um, Orlando Orlando Sentinel, which is the, you know, like the Boston Globe of Orlando, right? right? It's a major paper in in Central Florida. So uh, one of the columnists was, uh, wrote a story and it basically said, you know, Ron DeSantis went out of his way to, uh, you know, get, you've heard, you know, the allegations in in Lisa Kaczynski's reporting basically sent, uh, had people out there. Keating said they were paid a a quote unquote bird dog fee to go recruit people in Texas, in San Antonio, which is West Texas, right? 
and send them on a plane up here to Martha's Vineyard just off our shores. But the agricultural industry in Florida, which is a major industry, they're estimating 50 to 70 percent of the agricultural workers in Florida are here undocumented, illegal, however you want to put it. There is unauthorized uh, migrants basically here doing work, which is, of course, affecting the wages. This was something that DeSantis had originally spoke out against, but he's gotten, obviously, he's gotten donations from these, uh, from these uh, agricultural industry in Florida is huge. He's gotten donations yeah, oranges, from them. All those citrus he's, industry, he yeah. signed, yeah, and he, so he's, exactly. So he signed, um, he did sign a, um, a bill uh, to try to crack down on, you know, the, you know, on uh, undocumented workers. Um, but uh, that exempted, like, basically the entire agricultural industry. So it's, you know, we're talking about, you know, DeSantis, I think it, sh- I think it shows DeSantis's, you know, willingness to actually say, oh, this is a, you know, his, his actual sincerity in addressing the problem of illegal immigration rather than just trying to run for president when he when he shipped the migrants up here. So you've discovered insincerity? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I just wanted to I I didn't say I discovered insincerity. I just said I think it I think it demonstrates, you know, if you needed a demonstration his insincerity in getting this done. I think that um and I think a lot of I think there's a lot of Republican uh, you know, businessmen, uh, you know, business moguls and all of that that do rely heavily on migrant labor. We know it. Listen, which is why this issue doesn't ever get solved. The the Cato Institute Made, has made a big wing of their platform, which is the Koch brothers. Um, Koch brother. Koch brother now, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. the Koch brothers Koch brother. when they started, right? Yeah. And Murray Rothbard. The, um, the fact that, that you want to have open borders and, um, and no wage laws, no job conditions, no OSHA rules. I mean, that, that, that is what they're trying to do, yeah. is to get rid of OSHA rules. So I, as, I, as I was saying, Marcus, I, I often wonder to myself, what would happen to all of these undocumented workers if they suddenly were documented, if they suddenly were given all the rights of an American worker? Yeah. Would they say, and I think they would, they would say, I'm not doing that for that anymore. Yeah. I'm not working under those conditions for that small amount of money. Right. So what happens to this big pool of people formerly employable? Maybe they get paid more. Well, that's possible. They have to get paid more. They because, would have to because uh, if you know, these or do agri- we keep importing more? If these farmers, if these maybe because if these farmer, these I'm not going to say farmers because that 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 implies some blue agri-business. collar, agri-business. yeah, these agribusinessmen um, want to keep their operations going. They agribusiness need, women too, Mark. They need they need their labor. <laughs> agribusiness people. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. It's Shawnee calling. I just wanted to say I love you guys. Hey, Shawnee. Thank you so How much. are you? Hey, I listen to you all the time. I don't call in, but I'm, I got this station on from early morning, so it never gets off. Let's put it that way. I knew you were out there. I knew you were out there, even though you didn't call us. I knew you were out there. Oh, Chris, you sound wonderful. Thank you so much, Shawnee. I appreciate it. Really, I do. How are you feeling? Good? I mean, I'm alive, and, and I, I feel... um. Better than I ever have, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm able to do the show here. It's um, it's, it's um, 
it's it's a it's a grind, but I'm able to make it three days a week and because of Marcus, and I appreciate it. You sound great. Thank you. And um, how's uh, the Milo and uh, your lady? <laughs> She's doing well. Milo's doing great. He got a haircut yesterday. Oh, good. <laughs> You're back in Fairhaven, Chris. No, I'm not back in Fairhaven, but the um, but I'm I'm in the area, and that that's I was over in Fall River for quite a while. But um, I moved closer so that I could uh, do the station and, and come, come in, you know. And the station's been great for getting me back. And, and Marcus, you know, Marcus picks me up and brings me in uh, for the days I'm here. I know, but the show's great. I love Thank the you. show. Thank you. Appreciate you remember it. the old days? You, you remember the old days when this was on? When we used to no, always have talk radio at, at night. It was great. Yeah, but you and Marcus wasn't on it this time. No, we weren't. No, no, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. It was Jack All Custodio. Right, I'll, be, I'll be listening and thank, keep doing my prayers. Thank, thank you so I much. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Love, love you so much. Um, I knew she was out there. Yes. I knew she was out there. Quite Slowly but in. surely, more and more people will pick up the phone and give us a course. call. Of course. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Fellas, how are you? Hey, what's doing up? Well. Good. Good to hear Shanine. Um, she uh, is a character, so I'm glad she's listening. Me too. Um, uh, fellas, you're right. I think if we if we sort of legalize the illegal aliens and say, hey, you can work here, that's going to have a huge impact on New Bedford because, look, the unions were replaced in all the fish houses by illegal aliens. Absolutely. And that's going to that's gonna cause the price of fish to go up, let's be honest. And that's going to hurt New Bedford's economy. What? And it's not just the fishing industry. There's various industries. Nobody in Peyton Arab is going to be able to get their grass cut <laughs> because it's too expensive. You, you know, know Let's be Let's be honest. <laughs> it's funny. In the late 80s, all right, when I was in high yeah. school, I worked for a landscaping company under the table. Yeah. And they had to pay yeah. me, I think I paid, I think they paid me $15 an hour, which is a lot of money for a high school kid in the 80s. I don't yeah. think those jobs are available for high school kids anymore. Chris, yes. I live in Ritzy Payton there. Right. I hate to admit it, but I do. And uh, there are um, probably five or six companies you see. And, you know, I'm not. Not saying there's no uh, legal workers, but if I had to guess, you see the crews that come in, they're just, you know, it's, um, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, Well, I'm the thing is, you know what you're paying. You can just do yep. the math. You can figure right. out whether they're working above the table or below the table based on what you pay them divided by the amount of workers. It's not hard to figure out, really. Right, right. You know, you got a, a three-person team cutting your grass for 60 bucks and right. it takes them an hour. I mean, it's... That's not enough money for the boss to make a, no. a living on. So no, no, to, it's not even know, to, it's, no. It, yeah. It's very easy to figure out whether you're hiring illegal aliens yeah. or not. Right. So it's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of impact, and we think I think as a you know average guy in America, I think oh it's simple. Just you know we'll just so many people can come in every year, and we'll go along our merry way. But it's going to have such a big impact that. We really need to think about it. And, um, well, what else we are we going to, what else are we going to, I don't understand. So, all right, the, the cost of seafood might go up because wages um, will go up because, you know, these workers that are working under the table uh, are going to be over the table. Um, I don't understand what the, like, what's the alternative uh, to that? <clears throat> I, I, I don't think there is an alternative. There's no alternative. I yeah. don't think there is any no. alternative to that. Well, there is an alternative, and it's living with what we have now, but uh, keeping the border closed. I mean, it, it was working. It was working for a long while was before it? we. Yeah, I think it was before we got to this crisis where throwing the border open and just allowing anybody in. I think that 
that's a problem. But uh, I think I, I mean, I don't to, think the borders. But I, I mean, over the last like 30 years, I think the, the number of undocumented migrants has at least doubled uh, since since 96. I think the number of migrants of undocumented migrants have doubled. So I don't know how much it's been really has been working all that well. The, the other thing is that we'll move to more mechanized labor. Um, right. You know, that 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 is probably actually the answer is that we'll legalize some and move to mechanized labor for more of it. Right. So you'll be using something better than a human being, more mechanical, something that calls in sick to pick oranges and grapefruits, things like that, yeah. um, to cut fish, things like that, uh, to flip hamburgers. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a great product out now called the Flippy that actually is an automatic burger flipper. I saw it when it first came out. A lot of, a lot of uh, Dunkin' Donuts have them now, right? Things like it works in the kitchen. It never calls in sick. It never has a fentanyl problem. So well, McDonald's cooks the burgers on both sides at the same time. So it, it all. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's. Uh, yeah, you, you just um, you you have to you have to press the button. The thing gets lowered, but you still have to make the sandwich. See, if they can hire someone I, with a law degree, they can hire no. Yeah, I didn't yet have a law degree. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I worked at McDonald's forty years ago, and you had to flip the burger. That's how old I am. Right? Uh -huh. That's how times have changed. But all right, fellas. But I I just think there's a lot of impact that it'll have. Um, that maybe me as the average guy doesn't realize, and um, it's it's a mess. No, all I, right, I, thank show. you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate Thanks, it. I I do think that well, it is a. It's the reason why I don't like like laws by ballot, okay? Because there's a lot of intricacy system. It's got to get worked out at the level of Congressman Keating yes. and the senators, right? People with a lot of knowledge, with pressure from their constituents and pressures from the interest groups. To actually come to a legal one the, product. One of the reasons that they, and I think they're experiencing this at, at the over on the docks too. One of the reasons they, what Keating said was one of the ma major incentives of getting a bipartisan support behind this an immigration reform is to um, bolster a, 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 a major labor, uh, not bolster, but uh, ameliorate a, a major labor shortage, right? You know, Marcus, a couple of years ago, uh, Bill was on the air with us, and he was in the, in, in the news, because they went running into a serious shortage of labor um, down on the Cape. Right? Yeah. And it was, it was really cutting into the resorts, things yes, like that. Yes, I remember. But I, I remember back, though, um, my cousins always had a summer house down on the Cape, but they lived in New Hampshire. The kids had all come down, right? They all worked as waiters, waitresses, dishwashers at all the restaurants on the Cape, right? They all had plenty of money when they went, when it came time to go to college because my cousin was a juice girl when she was too little to waitress, right? They all worked jobs. I don't know if those jobs are available anymore. Right. You know, or if the kids want to work. Hey, listen, we got to take a break. I see you guys on the line. If you're on the line, stay on the line. We'll take you. We'll take your calls after this break. And if you want to call in, it's 508-996-0500. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. He's Chris. 1420 WBS. Tonight, let's go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, hey what's up, Barry? What's going on, Barry? And not too much. Um, so these groups that are coming in, they're mostly from warm weather, right? Ecuador, that's the equator, and tropics, that, that's where they'd be coming from, correct? Yes. Yes. Right. So is it real quick? I mean, I'm not a lawyer, Mark. Maybe you know better than I do. But when these guys that got flown up to New York uh, are in snow, freezing their butts off, and the snow is <laughs> over their heads, are they going to be able to sue Joe Biden for flying them too far north? <laughs> 
They're no. going to get together with the Canadian geese and head back south. Yeah, you can't really sue the federal government for you can't, anything. Right? You yeah, can't. you can't. You can't sue them for anything, really. So there's there's really no, there really but, isn't a lot of liability to be had there. But the point is, is that I don't know that these elite that these migrants really want to have a court order put in place that prevents them from leaving Florida and going to Massachusetts. Like, well, like the well, lawyers are doing. No, the law, it's have, not preventing them from leaving Florida. It's preventing Ron DeSantis from. They're trying to in, uh, enjoin Ron DeSantis or uh, put an injunction on Ron DeSantis from flying, doing this, the thing he just did. But, but there's a difference. Yes, but how do you enforce that difference? If he says, "Guys, I got a plane for you. You can go to Massachusetts." Can they not get on the plane? Well, maybe if it's, you know, like uh, Lisa had said, you know, Abbott has some like a process like where you sign consent forms and you right. do all that. Maybe it's something like that. Or maybe it's yeah, maybe it's no, you can't do it anymore because you did you, you just did it like you just did that. So you can't do this at all. Like, I, I think that could that could be it. Yeah, because I got to tell you something. The court order isn't about the migrants. It's about this. It's it isn't it isn't enforced against the migrants. Okay. It's enforced against the Santas. All right, all right. That that that's that's clarity, Mark. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, the um, because quite frankly, um, whatever you think of the, of how the vineyard handled it, Charlie Baker handled it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they're probably all better off on the base, um, than they were in Florida. If what DeSantis is saying is correct, they don't want them. They can't provide for them. Send them to Massachusetts. We were, it appears we were more than happy to provide for them. Yes. Plus, they well, get driver's they, licenses. They can come to some compromise because, I mean, you go back to when, when we were all immigrants. Our families were immigrants. We had, you know, we had the, uh, the work camps. We had different things that we could help our country with. Maybe, we had the Civil maybe. War when my family got here. Yeah, no, that's that's Which that, side? You're, you're both <laughs> the north. All the Irish fought for the north. No, I was kidding. Fifth generation, but I'm still considered new money. <laughs> hey, Barry, th thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks, Barry. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five. Friend, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, hey what's up, Tom? Best pair of uh, analysts on radio, probably throughout the nation. You guys are very, very good. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, to Mr. McCarthy for the relationship that he developed with Congressman Keating. I remember talking with him when he first had him on, and that was a wonderful segment, and now it continues, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's so very important, which brings me to a subject, if I can talk about it real quickly. Sure. Um, there was an announcement this week. Uh, the city of New Bedford environmental steward and her office was awarded, uh, I think it was $161,000. And what I noticed, uh, I, I didn't call in on it. I, I waited to hear what the public perception was. I, I, I think there's an assumption out there. That this is a new job, uh, and this person is, you know, just milking the system the way the commentary was coming. But people have to realize, I, I, I was in office in 1980, and there was an environmental steward at that point in time. I, I, his name was, I think, uh, Mark Alphonse. I think that was his name. Okay. Uh, and, and this has been going on for quite a while. And the very important job that, that they have and in this case it looks like they're they're presenting some funding so that there could be preparation uh moving forward 
And this is the connection that I'm mentally making. You know, when we had Keating on, he was talking about those nuclear pods yes. that Westinghouse is doing throughout Europe and how eventually they're going to be coming to the United States. And I think we should jump on this immediately. You know, when we hear the announcement from Narragansett Electric, that electric costs are going up 62% yes. this year. Electricity is going to become a commodity, you know, that can make or break us. Uh, individually, every household. Right. So, you know, if we can get ahead and, and, and even do a demonstration project here in the city on these nuclear pods so that we can educate the public on what they're about rather than uh, having an uneducated public and they start talking again about nuclear waste yes. and it's harmful and all that kind of stuff. Tom, I, so think I, you're, I think you're very right about that. We've got to get in front of this with an education there's got to be an education piece to this before the hysterics run crazy and the political opportunists right. use it as a reason for their, to, to build a campaign because That's right. it, it is a major, major decision. And, we and, have to move forward. And Keating said any any talk on, on uh, environmentally friendly energy policies has to involve uh, nuclear energy. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, generally the public's okay with that. Uh, if the, 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 it's explained to them you know, what these nuclear pods are about. They're not giant nuclear power plants. and right, uh, right. But they are uh, uh, available to be built uh, with an American company, Westinghouse, and who knows how many we could handle here in the city. All that study has to be done. Uh, but it could tremendously help the city of New Bedford in, in its electrical costs. Uh, I mean, just a, the sewage treatment plants over $2 million a year in electricity. Right, right. You know, and you combine that with, with some of the stuff that's happened out in the ocean uh, with wind systems, you know, we can really lead the way uh, in, in terms of these pods with a demonstration project. So, you know, I'm glad uh, the city received that kind of money from the state for uh, the pre preparedness purpose. And I think the person they have in charge, I forget her name, uh, highly qualified from what I understood. And uh, I just hope the public doesn't stop beating the drum the other way. You know, that, that's, that's killed more projects yes, in the city has. Than, than people could, could imagine. You know, Tom, and, uh, Tom, I think Marcus and I can make a commitment here on the radio that, oh, that, boy. that we will bring the best education on this we can. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of material out there. We have a lot of time. We, we, we have total editorial control over our program. And um, I now. do think it's right. I do think it's important <laughs> that we get people educated on this. Um, before some charlatans roll in yeah. and scare the hell out of people. That's right. Yeah, and I'll attribute it to you, McCarthy. <laughs> it's that relation, honestly. That it's a relationship that he developed with Congress Keating because the statement that he made when he made it, it was something that sort of like slipped out. You know, right. it was like, hey, look at this over here kind of thing. And it got me excited. I was like, wow. You know, I've been talking about it to people all day today. So I'm glad you said, I'm glad you, and obviously you caught it. And I'm glad you did because Marks and I talked about it on the ride home. We said, wow, that was a big development yeah. when Congressman Keating, he did, he did just float that out. Yeah, he, he floated did. it out, yeah. and uh, we we rode home talking about it. I we mean, did. it was a big and and he'll and he'll he'll come on for a more long form conversation yeah. on that for sure. Yeah. The and, other thing, uh, if I can, real quick, sure. sure. That Friday night segment that you had with uh, uh, the ward councilor Dunn, yes. is that 
every Friday night? It it it's it's as many Friday nights as we can make it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was going to prepare a question <laughs> for that last. It might, you know, it, 15, it, it might it, minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll be able to do every Friday night, but every Friday night that we can, we'll yes. have we'll have yes. you on. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep them out of the bars and stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and by by the way, by the way, just to build off that for a second. The reason that we have Keating is because of Hugh Dunn. Yes. He put that yeah. relationship together with Keating and I years ago. All right. right. Hey, listen, we got to go. Thank you, Tom. I Thanks, appreciate Tom. We'll it. Yeah, we got to take this break. We'll be right back. Ted Nisi coming up. The New England Patriots are back. To highlight is that Hugh Dunn, uh, he worked for Congressman Keating. Right. And he's they the one They have a fantastic relationship. Yeah, and they have a really good relationship. Um, and so he was able to bring, I think, Keating into the fold of this great lineup here. He was, he, he, um, you know, and, um, look, because for a long time people got trashed, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just not the way you do business. It's not the no. way I do business. It's not the way I do business. It's not constructive. I've never done business that way. Right. Um, in any, in any respect, you know, yeah. I always 